We here at Yash Jesus believe that God doesn't make mistakes. Not with people and not with produce. Which is why we're so excited to be partnering with Imperfect Foods. Imperfect Foods is an online grocer that recovers ugly produce and surplus foods that would otherwise go to waste. And delivers fresh, customizable boxes to your door for up to 30% less than the grocery stores. We're talking farmer's market quality girls. Without the hassle of going out of your house, honey. Without the hassle. And now, Imperfect has expanded to include pantry staples like lentils, rice, olive oil, and bread, you name it, to help round out your shopping. (laughs) Girls, I just got my weekly shipment of Imperfect Produce, and let me tell you. Spill it, girl, spill it. I got this ugly little watermelon that puts the pretty little peach in Call Me By Your Name to shame. (laughs) That's the tea! Trust me, you're going to want to get in on this. To get your first shipment of perfectly imperfect farm fresh produce, go to imperfectfoods.com and use the promo code YASJESUS. That's Y-A-S-S-J-E-S-U-S. Welcome to Yas Jesus. We aren't spiritual leaders. We aren't theologians. Or prophets. Or even really that sure of what we're doing. We're just two lost sinners who love the Lord and want to open up his grace to other people who are on this journey alongside us. This isn't a tutorial on how to be Christian, but rather an exploration on what that actually means. In a safe space. Thank you, and God bless. Hello, kings and queens and in-between sinners, saints, and I don't know what I is or I ain't. Welcome back to another episode of Yas Jesus. Hello, it's me, Daniel Francese, and as always, I'm here at my bestie, Azariah. So, <laughs> I mean, I am the only Azariah Southworth, and I think people. Oh, you can, want to be like Madonna now? You're just I just going like, to put it out there. I'm just going to put it out there, and so I think just Azariah is fine, right? People yeah, get it's it. It's kind of like showgirls. We could have had anybody, right? There's Madonna. Madonna there's Brittany. There's Ariana. Azariah. Azariah. <laughs> Aguilera. Azariah Aguilera. Why don't you do that one? Oh my um, gosh. Yes. So you guys, welcome. We just want to welcome you this Sunday. Or Monday, if you're listening, or Tuesday, or whenever you're listening to Yas Jesus. We want to welcome you in. Come on, come sit down in our pews. I brought my seat cushion this Sunday. So no no hard pews. No wood butt? (sighs) That was bad. Wood butt was bad. (laughs) But I got where you're going, and I appreciated it very much. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to start right away with our praise report and our prayer request. I'm going to do the prayer request. It's somber. It's sad. But my friend lost her dad. I mean... He 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 um he passed away. He was older, but still, I really knew her dad, and he was so full of life, and always wore like a flower in his shirt, and like did like really funny, cute like photo shoots with her. He was a songwriter. She's a songwriter, and it's just been so painful to watch. And I just wanted to pray for her to have some peace and a little bit of confidence in knowing what a great memory she had. And and I think about my parents. I'm thinking about mortality lately. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so grateful for the people that I, I still do have. I mean, I still have my Nana, you know, who's 89 yeah. years old. Yeah. Um, and so I'm not looking forward to any of those days. It's a hard thing for people to go through. And I just want to pray right now for peace for anyone that might be going through a loss right now. I remember when I've, I lost my stepdad and I've lost people in my life. And it's just so hard. Yeah. And so for anyone that's dealing with a devastating loss right now, I just wanted to pray for you and really wish you that God would give you some strength. So I just wanted to say that. Aww. Yeah, it was heavy on my heart. Yeah. It's been heavy on my heart. I'm going to be honest yeah. with you guys. Like if I'm going to do this, when we come here, I have to be real. And that is something that I've been thinking about a lot lately, especially with, you know, um, all of the stuff that's been happening in our world. And it's been so horrible. Yeah, I, I finally saw my family 
And I just got back well, from that's spending... that's a praise report. Well, I was just kind of feeling what you were saying. I just spent a week with my family, and I noticed how my parents are looking older. You know? Um, sure. N- no tea. <laughs> no Hopefully, shade. they're not listening. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> no, but yeah, when, you, when you're absent from your family and you don't see them for like a year and a half, like, and you come back and I they have new haircuts. I see the physical difference. Yeah, they gained you know? or lost 15 pounds. Right, or, right, right. There's just so many things that happen when you're away from your family, and then when you re- re- reconnect. Right. right. Like, like, when I went to hug my mom, like, I could she was smaller you know and it was just like oh my mom like (laughs) you know and um so you're talking about the reality of your mortality and facing that and the first night that i i was there i i was so happy to see them because i know that time is so short that it's so precious Mm. you know that i i went outside smoked a joint and just like bawled my eyes out (laughs) because oh, i was just release. so happy sure and um it wasn't any sadness i was just like all 12 of us were under the same roof that hasn't happened in years i know and then like i went inside like all happy and stoned and like laid down on the couch and just cried some more <laughs> until i fell asleep oh. it was just like like i was so happy and so that's my praise report that i was able to spend a week with family and see my little baby nephews and like bite his cheeks because he's so cute <laughs> <laughs> wow that's awesome i mean yeah. i know i've been I, yeah. just being your friend i hear you talk all the time about how you've been missing your family and you'll, yeah. i've seen you have like like been homesick a little bit yeah yeah i get so it it's nice it's always that's such a praise report to rejuvenate and be with people yeah, so that's my praise report and i'm also grateful for the fact that you know during this time we, we can be with our families even though mine's far away i was able to teach my niece on zoom and we just finished her second grade and she's going to be like an AB student. And oh I'm like God. so happy about that. It's like so wild. I wanted to be involved in her education so bad. When I saw that she was not doing well in first grade, I flipped out. I like mm-hmm. lost it on my family and like, you know, helped get her a tutor and everything else. And so to be able to actually firsthand sit there and sit with her and teach her how to read and teach her how to do math, that's what I wanted so bad. And God brought it to me in a way that was unexpected. Yeah. So if anything came you know, um, out of all of this, it's been good. Like I'm grateful for that so yeah. much. I I'm hoping that they, they, that they do at least the first month of her third grade, um, at home this way, I'm able to like get her a head start there as well. So right. I'm going to keep through the summer. We decided to have a book club Oh, cute. So on Wednesdays. I'm going to be reading babysitters club. <laughs> I love that. And what a memory for her. What I, a know, memory. I know. Oh, it's wild. I, love that. I know. Um, so that's actually gunkle. so cool. And now it's time for the scripture of the day. Scripture of the day. Oh, oh, oh. Scripture of the day. Oh, oh. It's soul food. Okay. So <laughs> the scripture of the day is what, Azzy? It's First Samuel 2042. Oh, you know I love Samuel. Don't even get me Doesn't started. Don't have a Samuel story? No, I'm really into First Samuel. That's like my favorite. Well, we all know why. <laughs> Or maybe you okay. don't. Okay, okay, don't, don't, don't jump that Are we getting into that? Are we getting into that? Come, come, come down. Come okay, down, okay, come okay, down. Okay, 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 okay. First Samuel, mm-hmm, chapter mm-hmm. 20, verse 42. Go in peace, mm-hmm. because we have sworn, both of us, in the name of the Lord, saying, The Lord shall be between me and you, and between my offspring and your offspring, forever. <laughs> that That's is the first of can the i day. say it are you gonna say it Am I, are we finally doing this episode yeah we're doing this episode danny oh my God, is it's this here it? this it's here. is it okay david and jonathan 
This is David and Jonathan. This is David and Jonathan. In okay. fact, that is the third covenant that they made with each other. Okay. See, they okay. So our producers and Azariah wouldn't let me know what we were doing today about. They're like, just relax, because they know I'm an improv guy. I could go with the flow. <laughs> and since we have been doing Yes Jesus, there were a couple of topics that I really wanted to talk about, and very high on my priority list <laughs> has been talking about the covenant between David and Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Because Not one covenant. Not one. Not two. Not two. But three. Three covenants. <laughs> um, <I laughs> um, uh, David and Jonathan, to me, is the queer story of the Bible. It's like, to me, it's weird that the Bible that I went to conversion therapy with is the same Bible I read now, and that Bible now has a queer story in it. And I just couldn't see it. I wasn't like enlightened to it and i think that we read the bible as what it meant for the people of that day what it means for the people of today what it means for the people of the future and ultimately i think are supposed to read the bible as a reflective text which to me is such a huge part of my personal philosophy on theology and religion Mm -hmm. because all those people who are holding up signs god 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 look at yourself that's what this really is all about it's like mirror mirror on the wall when you read the bible and if you're honest with yourself If you're honest with your ego in front of God, then you're (laughs) going to really be dealing with a lot of things in your life when you read this Bible. So when I heard that David and Jonathan were a queer story in the Bible, I started researching it. There's a really great thing on QSpirit.net. I remember it. (laughs) I talked to everybody in my family about it, everyone that'll listen. When I talk about what we do with the podcast, I discuss David and Jonathan. Mm -hmm. And this is the episode. This is the episode, Danny. But you, what's, you said there was something funny about it, though. Like, what's the thing that we're we're doing? Like, what's like the catch or whatever? Because I I would have prepared more because yeah. I I really have been caring about this, and I'm almost like a little bit like, should we do it? Well, we knew how much you love queer Bible stories, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially the story of David and Jonathan. Yes. So not only that, but you also love weed. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. I didn't know what you said. Yeah. Sure, I love weed. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so um, we're going to do this. We're going to we're going to smoke, and Uh-oh, we're going to okay. retell this story of David and Jonathan. We're going to do a baked Bible story Stop moment. It! That sounds so fun. Okay, all right. Wait, how are we doing this? Well, I have the joint right here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I have okay. the joint right here. So we're going to take a break. I'm going to put this joint in my mouth, and then I'm going to light it. <laughs> And then we're going to take a break. And then we're going to take a break and we're going to go through the story of David and Jonathan. That's right. Oh my gosh, you guys. (laughs) Just wait, because honestly, I'm about to go off, sis. All right, I guess we'll be right back after after these messages. We're going to come back and talk about David and Jonathan. My two favorite geese. Jonathan. (laughs) All right, see you guys in a little bit. Okay, we're back. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna go through the story of David and Jonathan. I'm very excited about this. So, should I just start? Because I like know the story. I think I should read it, kind of like how I did. Okay, can and I talk you, about David first? Yeah, just like yeah, yeah, give yeah. Me, you, you said it. I'm up, starting you... the story. I've been dying to talk about this, David. Okay, we're talking. About... <laughs> <laughs> let's just <laughs> let's start with David. David was the son of. Oh man, I don't remember. <laughs> Jesse? Uh yeah, Jesse. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David was the son of Jesse, and Jesse was the guy who fed 
all of the warriors. Like they had like a little restaurant and David was like 16 or 17 years old. And he was like a little waiter there, like a little twink <laughs> hot waiter at this at the place where all the warriors were. Okay. And Goliath had come around. Now this is David of David and Goliath fame. Now Goliath had come around and Goliath was like a certified giant. Was he like seven, seven or something? No, he was like eight something. Ridiculous. Yeah. Certified giant. Um, Sit on me. And was scary. Like he reminded me of Debo in Friday in the movie Friday. And he was just like the bully of the town. And he had like, a bunch of other people like him that he'd been rolling around with for a long time. And he basically told the people of this town, don't remember the name of the town, sorry, everybody. He told everybody. Giantsville. Why are you making me do this stoned? <laughs> I want to tell this story for real. Okay. You so, need to also stop babysitting. Okay. Well, you should get your own. Okay. So he, um, so he told everybody of the town, Goliath did. He said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you. He was like, I'm going to beat this town down, and then I'm going to make you all my slaves. He's like, unless you have a person that you think is worthy to fight me. Goliath was like, if the person that you have is tougher than me and can beat me, then we'll like retreat or whatever, and we'll be your slaves. Right. I remember that. So nobody was taking Goliath up in his offer. And all the warriors that were there were all like talking and shit at the restaurant. They were all talking shit about Goliath. And David's like, why is nobody doing this? Like, this is a great opportunity. Like... It doesn't seem like that hard. Like, he's just a man. And so David went and got some stones. And then we all know the story pretty much from here on. Like, I mean, most people, it's like Bible story 101. But, like, he didn't even need all the stones. He got, like, what, seven or eight stones? Yeah. And then he, um, on the first one, boom, he shot Goliath between the eyes and Goliath went down. Bye, girl. Bye, girl. So David becomes famous like he is like justin bieber tiktok star like everyone loves him right there's these chicks who like sing like minstrel style and they make up stories and they're kind of like the memes of that day Mm -hmm, and they make up this whole song about david beating goliath and it's like a hit he's our man he's our man it's like the frigging you know song of the summer david's the man and then um so saul gets wind of this saul's the king of israel and he wants to meet David, the man who met Goliath. And I think he broke Goliath's head. Am I right? Um, I, I don't remember that detail I've at all. I've seen that, that doesn't sound familiar in to iconography. Me. Okay. Listen, I've seen... sir, I'm going to need you to stop rewriting the Bible. No, I'm not. <laughs> there are stained glass windows and paintings of him holding his head yeah. and drawings. Okay. So I don't know. He might have beheaded him. He beheaded him. Okay. So I, I think he brings the head to the king. I'm not sure. I, that was very common. I'm not sure. And um, But he shows up. And now... Saul, the king of Israel's next in line for the throne, son, Jonathan. Ooh, dreamer. Jonathan. Dreamy, I mean. Is next in in line. I think Jonathan was hot. I do. I think they both were hot. I mean, they're gay. They were sexiest. (laughs) so, So Jonathan is there, and in comes David. And it says it in the Bible. So this is like when Jonathan first laid eyes on David. Okay. Okay. This is that moment. This is a quote from Jonathan the Bible, walks right? into the room. No, David walks in and it's like, David walks into the room. Someone and it's walks like into slow, the room. Slow, sexy 80s music. Mm-hmm. Do they have long hair? Do you think? Probably. Come on. I don't think that David had a beard. Okay. Did they shave back then? Uh, well, maybe I mean, he they had definitely a beard. had beards. So maybe he had Remember a Remember when we colored the picture of King Saul and he was very muscly? No, that was Samson. You're that go. was Samson. Okay, different story. So You're going to go is... by a, a Sunday school coloring book, what they actually yes, looked like? Yes, I am. Girl. Yes, I am. <laughs> no, not really. I know better than so, that. So go ahead. Okay. So uh, David walks into the room. Jonathan lays eyes on him mm-hmm. for the first time. First Samuel 16, 12. Look it up. 
This is how David was first described. Yeah. He was ruddy. 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 What's ruddy mean? Like kind of red in the like skin, like blush. Like just you know, young like blush. And full yeah. of life. Yes. Uh, ruddy, the definition is a person having a healthy red color. So you're right. Okay, Thank so you. he was ready. And he was handsome, the Bible says. Handsome. Mm-hmm. The Bible. Bible. The, the Bible, Bible says that David's this handsome. Is, this is the Bible Okay, truth. keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. So he was handsome. And this is when David and Jonathan first met. Um, so it was after he killed Goliath, as you right. said. And he shows up. We've been there. And Jonathan... King Saul's son, yes. the king of Israel. We went through this. What does he say? He immediately falls in love. And in 1 Samuel 18, 3 He immediately four, falls in love. Yes. He says, Jonathan made a covenant with David. Immediately. <laughs> this girl, I think they were lesbians, actually. This is really a lesbian story. No, that's <laughs> or, or Ruth and Naomi. Like, we'll the get lesbians to that. learned from us. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as his own soul. Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that he was wearing and gave it to David. Okay. Not just his robe, girl. Oh, it doesn't no? stop there. It doesn't what stop else? there. Tell him. Tell the kid. Tell the children. And his armor. Mm-hmm. That breastplate. Yes. Those. And his girdle, oh, some that, translations say. <laughs> that covers his loins. <laughs> <laughs> Not gay at all. Not gay at all. <laughs> And even his sword. It says he so, <laughs> sword. What is is this? Is this question mark. Okay, okay. Sword. This is open for interpretation. But if we're gonna, I'm, no, <laughs> no, it's not. In my head, it won't no. Start. Stop. Okay, don't okay, go I'm, I'm there. Done, I'm done. Okay. And his bow and his belt. Jonathan stripped. Stripped before David. Before David. Before David. I was just like all gone. Now that's a power move. It's like <laughs> you it's meet the side guy nothing. and you're like. I think you're amazing, and my soul is knit with yours. So much so that now I will release and show my heavenly body in front of you. Uh, and David well, was, I think David was bi. David was probably, David was at this point 17. Now, people in this time, according to the Bible, live to be very old. So who really knows? Maybe he was Pan. This is what's so interesting is we really can't even speculate about what their sexuality was because that was not defined. Then. Right. They didn't have the language. Yeah, they didn't have the language. They weren't, right. they didn't even know what that was. There was no concept for it. Right. You know, it was just something that happened sometimes, right. but it wasn't necessarily defined at all. Right. So they couldn't have been any of those things. Right. However, there's no denying this. They were in love. Right. The Bible says it. Absolutely. So they fell in love. And a lot of times people use this in weddings to talk about the groom and the best man and like the love between like a brotherly love right, 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 right. or like people who were not related who then become related. Mm-hmm. And I've seen, I've seen many a best man talk about David and Jonathan and, mm-hmm. but never this way. Mm-hmm. So go on. <laughs> go on. Do tell me more, <laughs> honey. So they meet and they fall for each other. He strips. He strips down and King Saul is not into it. Now, right. here, now here's what I want to start to tell you. David doesn't leave. Like David stays in there in Israel, living with them. Now, at first, Saul was jealous because Saul's not into it. He's like, "What is your intention with my son?" <laughs> so when King Saul turns on David, he tells Jonathan to kill David. Well, when... before this happens, he throws a javelin at him three times. No, I think that happens after. That happens after. Okay, keep going. 
He tells Jonathan to kill David when he can. But Jonathan loves David too much. He tells David about the plot and also intercedes with his dad. Right, because the meme girls... (laughs) <laughs> the ones that sing those songs, those minstrel women, mm-hmm. they did a song saying like... Wait, does the Bible say minstrel woman? I don't know exactly how they classify them, but they say that they sing a song and they're like... I don't know what they were at that time. I think they were half news and half entertainment. Okay. It's like, like and they sang... So like Fox News? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a horror movie. <laughs> I'm wrong. I, so, this is like... I don't know, like minstrels, the word I think of like Homer from the Odyssey and people who like sang and like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, like I know what you, you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know what you, you know mean. mean. So they were those kind of people. Yeah. And those songs were like the popular music of that day, right. basically. Right, right, there right, was right. music that the king would like, they make music, like they'd mm-hmm. have chamber music. And then, like, that's how later on symphonies even happened. Mm-hmm. But at this time, this was just like street hits. That's why I say it was like a song that maybe wasn't like top 20, but like a TikTok jam. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, bam, bam, bam. You know, like, <laughs> like, so their jam was that David killed Goliath and Saul didn't do nothing. So Saul got furious about that. That's what made him turn on David. At first, he was really impressed by him right. and wanted him to like work right. for him. He killed Goliath, the giant. Right. right. Who is this boy living in my land? Yes. Bring him to me. Yes. Keep going. So and now the what? Son's like, ooh. <laughs> yes. Who is this man that killed this giant? <laughs> I don't think Jonathan even knew what hit him when he saw him. Because the way it's described in the Bible, it's very like Dreamweaver. You know, it's very like, <laughs> he's just struck by him. When King Saul turns on David, he tells Jonathan to kill David when they can. But Jonathan loves David too much. He tells David about the plot and also intercedes with his dad. So I'm basically just reading verbatim what's here. Um, so First Samuel 19, 1 through 7, And Saul spoke to Jonathan, his son, and to all his servants. They should kill David. But Jonathan, Saul's son, delighted much in David. And Jonathan told David, Saul, my father seeks to kill you. Therefore, be on your guard in the morning. Stay in a secret place and hide yourself. And I will go out and stand beside my father in the field where you are. And I will speak to my father about you. And if I learn anything, I will tell you. And Jonathan spoke well of David to Saul, his father, and said to him, Let not the king sin against his servant David, because he has not sinned against you. And because his deeds have brought good to you. Right. So now Jonathan's got his dad's ear. He's like, dad, like this guy isn't so bad. He's like, think about it. Like he's amazing. He's da da da. Like he's not, you know, he even like cares about you. Like he plays the harp every time you're angry. Cause David used to do that, which is like the gayest thing ever. Also is that like when he was drawing javelins, I don't know when we're getting to that, but there was a part in the Bible where he threw the javelin about three times because him and like Jonathan, in my mind, they were canoodling. They were like hanging out too much. Like, you know, those like two frat boys who like, rnk but like love each other on tiktok you know like those kind of guys it's that kind of of a mentality between these two right even if they're acting like brothers okay let's take the sexuality out of it they're too close and it's annoying and it drives saul crazy and he just out of nowhere will throw a like a javelin or a spear at david and david's so like nimble that he would just go and like miss them and then he would like play the harp and like calm saul down i mean it's all very primitive but like this is what it says so he says that he's going to talk to his dad. He's like, yo, dad, like David's cool. He killed Goliath, which was a big problem. And then we get the credit because now he's with us. Like, you know, he's just basically like gassing him up. And the dad says, okay, right? Yeah. So let not the king sin against his servant David because he has not sinned against you and because his deeds have brought good to you. Yeah, He's like, dad, he didn't do nothing to you. And he's never done anything against you. And everything he's done that's good has been you got credit for. For he took his life in his hand and he struck down the Philistine. 
and the Lord worked at a great salvation for all Israel. You saw it and rejoiced. Yeah, he, he was freaking out. Saul was so happy when that happened. He's like, that kid did it, and he was all excited. That's why he brought David there in the first place. Why then will you sin against innocent blood by killing David without cause? He didn't do anything. David killed Goliath. Why would you sin against him? It makes no sense. And Saul listened to the voice of Jonathan. Saul swore, as the Lord lives, he shall not be put to death. As the Lord lives, he shall not be put to death. I don't know why he's British. (laughs) I need a little more drama here, because like to me, this is like my never-ending story. When I read this, I read this like flipping through the pages, like Mm -hmm. eating an apple with like a blanket and a flashlight. Like I was like in it. This is my salvation here we're talking about, because, oh, there's a queer story in the Bible? Hello? Yeah. Okay, let's go. And Jonathan reported to him all these things. And Jonathan brought David to Saul, and he was in his presence as before. So Jonathan went and told David everything. He gave him the tea. Probably, oh, we're just going to hang out tonight, and I'll tell him everything. (laughs) And then we'll give us another reason to be, yeah, it'll be another reason to be together and be passionate about each other. And like, we're going to keep you alive, babe. Drinking out of the grape skin or whatever. Whatever, right? Pouring it all over each other. No, sorry, we're going to (laughs) stop. So, but maybe, Um, (laughs) you know, allegedly. No. So um, he's like, he tells everything to David, and then what? Even Saul starts to recognize the relationship. So Saul is noticing that they're canoodling. He's like, "Mm." you know, that used to be our joke. He's my son, you know, like whatever. And all of a sudden they're all over. Right. Also, David is nimble, good looking, brave. So someone who's brave enough to fight Goliath is going to do things. I imagine like walk, like balance on a wall when you're walking by a wall and like not be boring and be doing things that are like, ad, like adventurous and like, you know, uh, picking up something that might break and throwing it in the air and catching it and putting it down perfectly doing kind of things. If he's nimble enough to sort of like jump out of the way of a javelin, I imagine him to be like Aladdin ish mm. where he's just like, now it's time. You know, I can only sing the song because you can't afford to sing the Aladdin song, but you can imagine what it was if it was the Aladdin song about stealing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he's like doing that. He's like jumping around and dancing and everything. <laughs> so, he, so Saul notices the relationship. So between Saul the two notices of them. the relationship and Saul plots to kill David again. So now he's like, I'm going to kill him. Oh, I got to end this guy. He's driving me crazy. I, he's making my son look like an idiot. So Saul plots to kill him again after promising the Lord would not kill them. Right. Or, he made right? a promise and on the field. He made a promise to Jonathan. Now he's going against the Lord. And this time he doesn't tell Jonathan. Right. He's like, I'm not going to mess it up. Yeah. So this is where Jonathan turns into a double agent. Oh, okay. So this is where Jonathan gets sneaky. Yeah. So Jonathan makes a second covenant with David. Okay. The second covenant happens now. Right. So now we saved his life. Everything's chill. It's all working out. We're like giggling in the hallways. We need to make another covenant. Yeah. So First Samuel twenty sixteen through 17 says, Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David saying, may the Lord take vengeance on David's enemies. And Jonathan made David swear again by his love for him, for he loved him as he loved his own soul. He loved him as he loved his own soul. Nothing gay about that. Nothing gay about two men loving each other as their own soul. Isn't that like, to me, the definition of gay? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's the definition that's of same-sex literally love. Literally, like, I mean, if you take the sex out of it, yeah, it's the romance. Right. So, once Saul feels betrayed by David, he takes it out on Jonathan. So, I think this is where your javelin story comes into play. Okay. I knew it was coming. So 1 Samuel 20, 30 through 34 says, Then Saul's anger was kindled against Jonathan, and he said to him, You son of a perverse, rebellious woman. 
Do I not know that you have chosen the son of Jesse to your own shame? To your like, own shame. What does that mean? That's what I'm trying to say right here, okay? You have chosen. Read that line again, please. This is from the Bible. So let's read it. Through our rainbow lens. You son of a perverse, rebellious woman. Do I not know that you have chosen the son of Jesse to your own shame? Perverse and rebellion. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are brought up in there. Mm-hmm. So immediately that makes me think of. Referring to his mother. Right. But still. Right. Her traits. The apple right. doesn't fall too far from the tree. Right. Right. Like what are you implying right. by bringing was up my the, mom's nature? Was she a lesbian? I'm also your son. So what are you trying to say? Right. Was she a lesbian? Was right. she bi? What did he know? Mm-hmm. Okay. That we don't know. Right. Okay. So now you perverse. So read it again. In the uh, same please. tone. <laughs> yeah, I'm enjoying this. Uh, you son of a perverse, rebellious woman. Do I not know that you have chosen the son of Jesse to your own shame? Do I not know? As if, like, you think I'm f***ing stupid. Right. You think, you think I don't know what's going on between the two of you? Right. What did he see that he maybe didn't even want to name? Do I not know? That's like, what, you think I don't know? Do I not know that you've chosen the son of Jesse to your own shame? Am I right? You're laughing yep. at me, yeah. though, because I'm so into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really am into this. Yeah. Because it validates me. Yeah. To hear a queer story like this validates me. Queer yeah. people do not have examples of love in their life. And for generations, this covenant is the covenant that they use at heterosexual weddings. Mm-hmm. The, David is a descendant of Christ, it says. Yeah. Well, Christ is a descendant of David. Excuse me. Christ is a descendant of David, right? Mm -hmm. Therefore, this is Christ's gay cousin. (laughs) Don't be talking shit about Christ's gay cousin, okay? So you... (laughs) 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 All right. So that's how I feel. I'm due. And it validates me. I love it. Because guess what? There's a question mark in there. And how many question marks are in the Bible? I don't know if this is true. My version, my Mm -hmm. lens. Mm -hmm. I'm not claiming this is the way. Only Jesus knows the way. Yeah. This is my lens. I could wonder. Because theologians and mystics and everyone from devout Christians to skeptics have been questioning this text and wondering this text for years. I am not alone and nobody has the answer. Yeah. Hopefully, we all pray that one day we get the answer. And I do think we do at the end, that we get to know everything at the end. And it's all like, oh, wow. But right now, this is, a, this, is, this is a big answer for me. And it's enough. Right. It's my faith. It's my relationship with Christ. I like this gay story. Yeah. Go yeah. on. <laughs> and to the shame of your mother's nakedness. For as long as the son of Jesse lives on the earth, neither you nor your kingdom... His kingdom is Israel. Right. But listen, I feel like that's saying your kingdom with David. Like, a kingdom Mm -hmm. is like... Two kings and one kingdom. Right. 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 Shall be established. So neither you nor your kingdom shall be established. Therefore, send and bring him to me, for he shall surely die. So this is what I think he's saying. You're not going to be king of Israel. If you hang around with this fanook, which is Italian for a fairy, <laughs> like, like that's what it feels like to me. You know, he's saying like, listen right, to right, me right, right now. Right. Have your fun. See, this is to me is my culture, uh-huh. right? Right. This is how like Italian guys communicate. Handle this. They'd be like, I get it. Every once in a while, you know, what I'm saying you want to do this or do that. Just forget about it. Stick to what you're doing and get away from that fanook. Yeah. But 
He's telling him, look, get away from this guy so you could still have the kingdom because you're not going to get the kingdom of Israel having this relationship with a goofball because I think Jonathan was playing second banana here. I think Jonathan was submissive to David. I think Jonathan found David fierce. He's the warrior. He, Jonathan should be the, he's the son of the king. He should be the one that's out there fighting wars and being like this incredible knight. But he's not. He's always home in the kingdom. And David is like, I can't wait to go. David's like, adventure time. And like running out there and like doing like insane things. Anything that Saul asks for, David goes and does and tops it and comes back. So go on. So go on. Okay. Then Jonathan answered Saul, his father, Why should he be put to death? What has he done? But Saul hurled his spear at him to strike him. So Jonathan knew that his father was determined to put David to death. So he's always trying to kill David, and the the times he's tried to kill David with that anger, he's thrown a javelin at him. And now he threw it at his own son. Mm -hmm. Now he threw it at Jonathan like, I'll (laughs) kill you too. Like, and he's just like, oh my God, he's serious. He was keeping the fact that he wanted to kill David this time a secret up until now. And now he's confronting him because he can't take it anymore. Saul has this horrible temper. And so where are we at? So Jonathan knew that his father was determined to put David to death. And Jonathan rose from the table in fierce anger and ate no food the second day of the month. For he was grieved for David because his father had disgraced him. So I don't know what the second day of the month means, but to me it sounds like that was an important meal day. Because back then when you really didn't have a lot of things to do. Right, right, I know right. that they did the solstice and they had other things. And like, so the second day of the month must have been a big meal. Right. And he didn't show up. Yeah, that he makes sense. He just didn't eat any food. I don't know if he sat there defiant or he didn't If come. you know, if you're listening and you know, let us know. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> and by the way, what do you think? Yeah. Like that's what this is really about. This isn't about who knows. Like unless yeah. unless there's something that's a definitive fact, let's talk about what we think because I think that's what God wanted us to do with the Bible. That's why there's different pastors. Well, we'd all have one pastor. Yeah. We're supposed to wax our minds around it and try to figure it out together. And that's kind of what this is for me. Yeah. Where are we? So now Jonathan warns David that his father's determined to kill him. So he's like, David, listen, like this is for real. He friggin' threw the javelin at me now. Mm-hmm. Like, we got to figure something out. And you said before they separate? Yeah. So before they separate, they kiss and have a good cry together. Mic drop. I don't even really want to get so too that's much. Not, I just want to leave the that. Bible. That's just a gonna... note from the verse. Okay. Like, that's not Bible. This is what our Reverend Ross Murray has prepared for us <laughs> right, today. Right, okay. This is This is the gospel. But this is this really. This is his notes. I mean, we can go look in Samuel at that exact point and find out exactly what happens so here's the scripture okay first samuel 20 41 through 42 (laughs) thank you russ for that (laughs) (laughs) and as soon as the boy had gone david rose from beside the stone heap and fell on his face to the ground and bowed three times and they kissed one another and wept with one another david weeping the most then David said to Jonathan, stop for a second. I am on the edge of my seat. And if you aren't like, I don't even know, like this is what this podcast is about. Okay. Let's go back just a little bit right now. Okay. okay. Cause I want to take us there. And as soon as the boy had gone, what boy? So okay. I think the boy was probably someone like a, a shepherd. Or there's something there's another nearby. boy that comes into know. play who has to fetch arrows for him. So this is like his boy. Okay. You know, who side piece. Well, yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> like, he might have been born. Do you know what I'm kidding. saying? Like, just I don't kidding. know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Hey, we're just waxing. If I was the son we're of a king, waxing. if I was the son of a king, I mean, <laughs> I know it would be good to right. be the king. I'd have a few boys. I, I don't know. Like at that time, I don't know what I would be going on with. All right, and every you know, I don't know. So hold on. <laughs> Use your imagination, okay? Get me out of this. So, it okay, yeah, comes yeah. out of the stone pile? What is it? This heap? Yeah, so David rose from beside the stone heap and fell on his face to the ground and bowed three okay, times. Okay, so he rose from, he was hiding behind a stone heap. And he came up and he jumped down it. Jonathan's here now. Right, and he sees Jonathan and he's basically in like the you're not worthy, like child's pose. Like, I'm laying on the ground at your feet right now because he didn't know what else to do. And so, so read it again. And as soon as the boy had gone, David rose from beside the stone heap and fell on his face to the ground and bowed three times. And they kissed one another and wept with one another, David weeping the most. Then Jonathan said to David, Go in peace, because we have sworn both of us in the name of the Lord, saying, The Lord shall be between me and you, and between my offspring and your offspring forever. And he rose and departed. And Jonathan went into the city. Girl. Telenova of it all. Wow. It's so powerful. It is. What a beautiful story. And, and like to not know it, to be, to me, a queer story. Like, I'm so grateful for this story. Yeah. So he leaves him and he says, no matter what. This like, is like a heartbreaking He goes, no matter story. what, whatever kids you have and whatever kids I have in all of our lineage, yeah. they'll be the same God that we know and, and that'll live between us. And that's the connection that we'll have as our Lord. Even when I'm not with you, we both have the same Lord is what he's telling him, which to me is so beautiful. Like, give me that man. And what an honorable way to present a queer relationship. A, a queer relationship in Christ. Right. An well, example. Not, not in Christ, not yet. No, but he's saying. <laughs> this is pre-Christ. No, but he's saying our Lord. But kind of, sort of, not. He says our Lord. <laughs> he's saying our, our God is with us. Right. Like, we, that's our connection in our family. Yahweh. If you go into, like, the literal translation or Jehovah. He's Father saying, God. Father God is with us. And that's Mother our, God. He's like, I'm going to leave you. We, I don't know if we're both going to survive this. I love you more than anything. David bowed to him three times, basically just saying, my life is yours. My soul is yours. Mm-hmm. And he says, go ahead and be at peace because you're going to have, you're going to have Yahweh. You're going to have your Lord with you. And I'm going to have that too. And that's our connection. And don't worry. And then they leave and he walks into the city in the smoky city. And that's how a star was born. <laughs> Turn around. I want one more look at you, Jonathan. So Jonathan continues to warn David of danger from his father, and eventually Jonathan renounces his own inheritance to the throne to give it to David. Jonathan so pitches this is, to his dad. This is a really bad pitch, by the way. I think this was a, it was a desperate move, but he goes, listen to me. Hear me out, dad. What if I'm not king of Israel, and we give king of Israel to David, and we get kind of like, it can kind of like be both ours. <laughs> like they could have been, it could have been a gay couple King of Israel. I mean, talk about like, what would that have been like? Yeah. If David and Jonathan would have ruled Israel, if Saul would have been like, you know what? I'm old. That's a great idea. I like you both. Yeah. So just read where we're at. Okay. Okay. Jonathan renounces his own inheritance to the throne mm-hmm. to give it to David. Right. This is their third covenant. Ugh. He's like, 
I'm going to give you the king. Guess what? I told my dad, right. like, I'm going to make you the king. Third time's charm. Like, this is us, baby. This is our moment. <laughs> dad kind of went for it. Like, You're getting collared. Yeah. <laughs> so we're putting on that Chanel love bracelet. Um, okay. So what? First Samuel 23, 15 through 18. Saul's son, Jonathan, went to David at Horesh and helped him find strength in God. Don't be afraid, he said. My father Saul will not lay a hand on you. You will be a king over Israel, and I will be second to you. Even my father Saul knows this. Yeah. I said to dad, hey, guess what? This is how it's going to go down. Right. I'm in charge. You're an old man. I'm about <laughs> to be up. I'm about to be king and as king, my first duty of king is mm-hmm. I'm giving the kingdom to David. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, that's just my baby daddy. <laughs> like, God used a fag. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted, to transfer the kingdom of he Israel said, he was to like, David. He was like, I'm going to make it him and I'm going to be his second. I'm going to be his Michelle Obama, which <laughs> yes. you know, so nice. <laughs> You know, in every relationship, there's like a first and a second in a way, because you, that's just the dynamics dynamics of relationship. There's always like a rose and a gardener. One has to be a caretaker and one yeah. has to be taken care of. And, yeah. and sometimes the rules switch and all of that. But, you know, but this moment was it was, it was definitive. He's like, he's like, I'm your man. I'm your right hand man. Uh, I think that this was a bold ass move. Keep going. The two of them made a covenant before the Lord. You brought us together. You did it. We're here. We're going to be kings. We're going to be gay kings. The gay kings of Israel. That is the reality. Bravo reality show I want to (laughs) see. The gay kings of Israel. Okay, so. Then Jonathan went home, but David remained at Horesh. After many battles, Saul and Jonathan were both killed by enemies. When word came back to David... He gives a beautiful lament for Jonathan. Oh, we're skipping a bunch here. I just okay. want to fill in just a little hole here. Okay. David leaves and doesn't come back. It's like, oh, but we forgot about Michael. <laughs> How can we not talk about Michael? Can I bring up Michael? Bring him up. This is, this is, this is what the Her. show you've been wanting. Yes. Michael. Okay. Saul says, I could finally make you my son-in-law. It's like a line that he has to him, which to me, I was always like, finally make my son-in-law, like when I like listen to it and he goes, I have an idea. And Saul gives his daughter, Michael to David to marry. And David marries Michael. So Michael's a woman. Mm-hmm. Oh, M I C H E L. Maybe Michelle, Michael. It's, it's not French then. So I believe it was Michael, Okay, but it was a girl. And so Michael's really in love with David, but David isn't really in love with Michael. And David sneaks out in the middle of the night to go hang out with Jonathan. And so Saul tells his daughter, bring me David. And this is the final time that Saul wants to like kill David. He's like, bring me David. And she's like, he's sick. And she goes and she gets like black sheep's wool and an idol. And she puts it in the bed to look like he's sick in bed. And Saul says, you think I care? Go get the whole bed and drag him in here. And that was like the final straw for him. And that's when he escaped. But anyway, since he leaves and he stays in Haresh, Saul can't get to him. So what he does is he gets to him by killing Jonathan. He knows Jonathan's not going to be a good king anyway. Already kind of gave up the throne and shamed him and all these other things and he can't stand him. Mm -hmm. So he says, it's time that you become a warrior and you get your out there on the field. And he sends him out to a battle that he's not equipped for and he gets killed. And then there's another time that Saul meets David and David spares Saul's life. 
eventually Saul gets killed and it's a hot mess girl. But how incredible is that story? So we're not done and I'll let you do the end. But Jonathan gets killed and word gets back to David. This is Jonathan's lament. He wrote, I grieve for you, Jonathan, my brother. You were very dear to me. Your love for me was wonderful, more wonderful than that of a woman. That's, if that doesn't sound like love, I don't know what does. Especially between two men. When he says, your love was that more than a woman, he couldn't even believe it. Maybe David was even straight. I don't know. But he definitely was in love with Jonathan. This is where I can hear the voice of like that evangelical preacher, right? Saying, see, it says brother. It was a brotherly love, you know? But I think when you really take everything into perspective, and if you try to play out what that relationship would be like in real life today, like, wouldn't they end up making out at least? Like, like if they... If, or like if, sniffing if each was, other's hair and doing gay right, stuff. Right. <laughs> like, Are you sent on my pillow? Right. Does that make sense? It does, because I feel it from my core. Right. Fascinating. So okay, fascinating. well, thank you for this episode. I'm so happy that you guys joined us Yeah. Uh, for this episode of Yash Jesus, because I've been dying to talk about David and Jonathan, who put... Forget Call Me By Your Name. I'm like, all about this couple. <laughs> We have one last thing to ask of you. If there's someone out there that you haven't reached out and said that you love them and care for them in a while and you've been wanting to do that, we want to challenge you to make contact with that person. Um, it has to be someone that you haven't communicated with in over a month. It cannot be your ex. but Yeah, there's, so there's a lot of people that we haven't talked to in a while. Think about it. It could be a coworker who maybe you haven't seen and like you've only seen in like a Zoom meeting and haven't really connected with. Or it could be like a friend from high school or something that you haven't talked to in a long time. We're asking you to make a reconnect find someone in your life that you haven't spoken to in a while reconnect with them and let us know how it went send us your stories all right how's your mother <laughs> tell her i said hi is a foot better all right do you have a prayer oh a prayer lord god alpha and omega king of kings lord of lords my father i am so grateful to come before you today and be here with azariah and share the story of david and jonathan I just want to pray that everybody can go into the Bible and find stories of their own that they find that give them the kind of peace that finding this version of this story did for me. And just know that Bible, the Bible is a reflective text, Lord, and you're showing me that the more and more I pick it up again, it's making me not afraid to read it um, because I don't have to take another person's interpretation of it for gospel. All I have to do is use it as a manual to have a relationship with you. And I just want to appreciate you as far as that goes. I want to pray that everyone else can find some time to reconnect with somebody and let us know how that works out. And hopefully this will heal some hearts because that's what this world needs today. And we are so grateful. Uh, thank you, Lord. And I also want to thank you for making me feel like I belong again in this space of Christianity. And I'm so grateful for that because I walk now every day and my little light is shining. Amen. 
Amen, 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 amen. Hey. Amen. All right. Well, thank you for listening to Yes Jesus. I'm Daniel Franzese at WhatsApp Danny online. And I'm Azariah Southworth at Religious Trade. And you're listening to Yes Jesus. You can follow us at Yes Jesus Pod. Or if you think that you would be a great guest on this show, if you have a praise report or a prayer request, um, if you want to be a sponsor, um, if you want to just send us some awesome letters, uh, you can do that at pray at Yes Jesus pod.com. Thank you for listening. Oh.